You're listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Kitsy, and with me, as always, is the unprofitable Caleb Coy. <laughs> I mean, can confirm. Yeah. Hi. We make, no, we make no money doing this. It's fine. It's, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. That's the, we do it for the love. That's Yeah. We do it for the music, and that's about it. Uh, so, this week, uh, once again, we have a guest with us, uh, people who've been listening to the podcast for uh, some time now. Uh, We'll be familiar with uh, Kaylee Goldsworthy, who joined us last year to talk about Phoebe Bridger's Stranger in the Alps. Was that the one? Yeah. Yes, yes it was. Yes. And uh, Was that just last year? That was last year. Yeah. That's like, it was like roughly a year ago, I think. It was simultaneously yeah. a long-ass time ago and also like two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Kaylee, welcome back to to our podcast. Welcome to the, the two-time guest club, a... Uh, very exclusive group. It's a very exclusive group. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me. I always enjoy getting to, to talk with you. Well, we always enjoy having you. Yes. And you're here this week specifically because in a couple of weeks, uh, I believe two weeks from when this episode goes out, uh, you'll be doing a live session with us here in the studio uh, that will be streaming on YouTube at leftofthedial.live. Yes. So... Uh, everyone go bookmark that and, you know, come to the show. It's free. It'll be cool. Yes. Very excited. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so just like tiny little, uh, tidbit, this, this episode will air what on what, what's the, the date that it airs? Uh, it's it airs the on the 16th, the 16th. So, uh, the last episode, Kaylee, that we had you on was April 17th of last year. Wow! <laughs> it's been uh, exactly a year. <laughs> and what a long 20 years it's been. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, clearly, this is going to have to be, like, our thing now is every, whatever week of April this is, you just come on the podcast. Sure, why not? Whatever you got going on. <laughs> just check Absolutely. in. See how things are. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was just been... do the do the year in retrospect. Like, all right, yeah. So, yeah. How, so Kaylee, how's it been since since we last checked in with you? How how have you been doing? Everything and nothing happened. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's it. That tracks. That's, that's it. That tracks. You you have uh, you've started streaming now. We were just talking about that. Uh, yes. Before, yeah, before the I, show, I, I did. I started my talk show, the Kaylee G Show. I also started that food podcast with Dave Hidalgo Jr. Friends with oh, Benedicts. Yeah. That's We're working fantastic. on another one. Yeah, it's, that was great. It's so fun. Uh, and then I started streaming video games because what else? Why you not? Do? Why not? Yeah. I, and also, I have a Switch, but because I'm a millennial, I have a hard time distinguishing between Twitch and my Switch, and so I <laughs> just constantly kind of fuck that up. But I do. I play video games now. So you, and, uh, so you stream from your fun. Switch onto Twitch? Is that? This is true. That's how that works? Okay. Yes. What uh, what have you been streaming lately? What game? I stream Animal Crossing. I stream Dead by Daylight. I stream whatever I want, really. I think I'm going to get back into Spyro. I saw that there's a sale yes. with the Sega Genesis Aladdin and Lion King, what? but for the Nintendo Switch. What? Yes. I yeah. I need to go right and now. And it's on sale. It's $10. I, I need to leave immediately and go find my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm, I'm like really excited about it. And then I'm like, wait, how much money am I spending on video games now? 
Yeah. Because I kind of yeah. went from zero to 60. Yeah. Don't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, you know, picking up hobbies, you picking have, up all kinds of things. Gotta have hobbies. It's the only, only thing we can do these days, right? This is so true. So true. But yeah, the show's been great. It's given me a reason to reach out to a lot of friends and kind of catch up with everybody since we haven't seen each other or talked to each other or played shows. And then it's also given me a reason to play music regularly, which is something that I think maybe at first I wasn't doing a lot of because mm-hmm. what it like a heavy reality to like not have the job that you had. Yeah. You know, not have the job that I worked tirelessly for 17 years to try to make some semblance of a career path for me. Yeah. Um, You know, so stopped for a little while. Now I'm doing it again. And thanks to you guys, uh, that'll be the first opportunity I have to put clothes on and then go outside into the world and play a show. So I appreciate that because otherwise it's usually just my pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're you're welcome to come do the live session in your pajamas. I'm not here to judge you. (laughs) I feel like I should level up. Whatever. Hey, this, you do you. <laughs> Baby steps back into the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as, yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you show up and play some songs, we're happy. That's the only thing we care about. Perfect. I will try to do that. <laughs> Kaylee, you have picked another influential record uh, yeah. for you that uh, that you want to talk about with us this week. What uh, What is it? Uh, I figured that I would, it actually took me a second to figure out which record from this band I would want to talk to you most about, uh, but I picked Fantasies by Metric. Excellent choice. Yeah. Thank you. Fantastic choice. I've, Metric's one of those bands that I've been aware of for, you know, a while and have heard like songs here and there. And obviously we, we did the, um, the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack a few, uh, months ago, uh, oh, right. And that has that uh, that metric Black song Sheep. on it. Yeah, which I didn't realize. Which, by the way, was intended for this record. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That that uh, So this record dropped in 2009, and that single released in 2010 for the movie, uh, but it would have fit so fucking well on this yeah. record. It yeah. really they, so good. I guess they recorded it all together, but then they just thought it was too like on the no- nose with everything else on the record and ended up just hmm. going straight to that. Well... Uh, this was my first time sitting down and listening to a metric record, like start to finish and really absorbing it. Um, I know. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's two for two now that you brought us, you brought us music that we haven't listened to before. That's (laughs) great. This is so, I'm so amped. Okay. We need to do this with you more because you keep bringing us good stuff. Uh, I loved it. So the thing I love about metric and I got into them, I didn't. I never heard like their first record when it came out, um, but but Old World Underground, Where Are You Now came out in 2003, I believe, and that was the record that got me into Metric. And Emily Haynes rules. I mean, she was in Broken Social Scene, and like so, I loved them. And then when I heard Metric, I was like, holy shit! Like this cool synth pop punk band yeah that's just so fucking cool like i mean and old world underground was like such an influential record for me but then like it seems like that record got them moving Mm -hmm. fairly quickly i mean that band like obviously they every band in the universe of bands has toured a lot before their record got recognized and they got a big tour but like their first big tour was with the rolling stones jesus Oh, is that it? That's you. Yeah. So, like, like they immediately, like, 
you know, just kind of started going. But then I feel like every subsequent record after that just kind of got better and better where, like, this band started having a sound that was so uniquely them. And every time they put another single out, I was, like, just blown away. Like, I love this band so much. Um, I love the music. I love the way that she writes. I love the melody lines and how, like, if you just took her top line off the songs and you heard the music, you'd be like, how the fuck did she do that? Like, what a cool melody line that she just wrote. Or, yeah. It's just so cool. But Fantasies, to me, from start to finish, is just like a record full of stadium anthems. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's accurate. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, I know we didn't ask you to do this ahead of time. Usually we ask uh, people to pick a, a, a track list to talk about. Shit. Uh, and we didn't do that. <laughs> and uh, clearly we're just dropping the ball with our communication with you. Just left right here. Uh, I, bl- I blame myself and also Caleb a little bit, but mostly me. Um, I'll take it. It's all right. I'll pull it up. So that's that's fine. Uh, but, so the question I'm going to ask you now is uh, what song did we hear at the beginning of the podcast? And now you get to retroactively decide what that was. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> you, you get to retcon that shit. Um, oh, Lord. Uh, Sick Muse. Sick Muse. All right. Yeah, track two. Excellent pick. Uh, why that one? I love how, like, percussive and, like, punchy the verses are, and then it just goes into this huge, beautiful, open, anthemic chorus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, every time I hear that, song anytime i hear any song on this record honestly i just like smile it's just so perfect and it's not like sugary sweet but it's just like so just they know how to write hooks oh yeah it's it's definitely more on the poppy side than uh what at least what i would expect from them with you know obviously limited uh knowledge because uh yeah i I came into this reasonably blind I, i knew black sheep um i only really like made the connection to to metric and to Emily Haynes when we were researching for the the Scott Pilgrim episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a lot that I just didn't know. <clears throat> but like uh, listening to the metric version of that song, I absolutely fell in love. And like they have like it, this record carries that through that that kind of like darker, grittier, like everything the synth, the guitars, the bass, uh, and even her vocals in in some of the songs have that quality. But then this is so light. And yeah. like fun. It is. So I've been um this past week I've been listening to to this this album, of course, uh, and also uh Carly Ray Jepsen's Run Away With Me uh yes. on repeat because I'm solid. Uh th- that is, in my opinion, the greatest uh pop song of this century so far. Um Ooh. yeah, I've I've upgraded it from decade to century. Uh, that's a big claim. I know. Well, it's only been twenty years. And you know, but anyway, uh, but still, but I'm I'm working on a, a cover of it with a bunch of friends of mine. Caleb, of course, is going to play bass on it because uh, because Caleb's awesome. Uh, I might uh, try to con you into doing some quick backing vocals for it while you're in my studio uh, for the live session. Do it, uh, do it, cool. do it, do it. Because I want to have as many people as I, as I can on this thing. Uh, but anyway, that that's all to say that between listening to that song on repeat and this metric record uh, this this past week, like. I just, I'm really now itching to just start like a really dancey, like poppy punk band. And yeah, like, so it's I, the only I thing did I can start think of. one of those. I think I've taught, I think I've talked to you both about it, but I have started one of those. 
What? Yeah. Eventually you'll hear it. I have no doubt. (laughs) Is there there more you can tell us? (laughs) You Um, say more words right now. (laughs) I've just been, I've been writing songs with, um, Arun and Rodrigo from Saves the Day and Ben Amola who plays in Group Love. And we just wrote like a dozen synth pop cardigans-esque dance music. Hell yes. And it's just so much fun. And I mean, ever since I, I, you know, I've had the Scarlet ending, I've done my solo stuff, and I've always kind of tried to figure out the music that I can create on my own. But Whenever, like, when I first heard Metric was the first time I was like, this is pop music to me. This is the Mm -hmm. kind of pop music that resonates most with me. Mm -hmm. If I could write this, I would, but I just don't have the savvy to be making beats or, and I'm not a lead guitar player. And so I try as hard as I can. But then when I started making music with Arun and he was making um, just music for commercials and was submitting them like I met up with him in a studio in Nashville when I first moved down there and he was like he played me the song and I was just like what is that for and he's like it was for this commercial I was thinking about submitting it and I was like I think I could write something really cool to this and he was like sick I won't and we just recorded the song that day that's amazing and and like that's it's because he writes just the coolest guitar riffs and parts. And then Rodrigo's like this and Ben are both like synth people and like they all get it. And then we all just get stoned and then it all just becomes so cool. And it's just really awesome. There was a hot minute. And I think it was largely around the time that this metric record came out or where like where metric was getting their start where it's like, there was a big kind of like dance revival in pop and in indie music. And like, I wonder sometimes what happened to that. Like, did we just stop dancing? Did we, did we stop I think caring? it's still there. It's just whether or not you yeah. are still actively seeking it out. I think that's and, and for some reason, it's just not taking the the like the spotlight yeah. as well as other things. But don't get me wrong. Like Olivia Rodrigo's tunes are fucking sick, and I'm stoked that that's what's being eaten up by the masses and Taylor Swift's re-recordings. Like, I'm all right with that too because at least it's like something that you can get behind substance wise, but I have heard some pretty cool dance tracks. I like now that I'm saying it, I couldn't tell you who <laughs> because I'm really bad at thinking on the spot. Um but this band like has just been a staple in what I aspire to do musically ever Hell since yeah. I first heard them. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well I'm excited to hear that new band whenever that happens. Uh, Same. So when that does, you'll have to uh, come back on the podcast and talk about it. Hey, next April, I'm sure I'll have <laughs> a lot to talk to you about. Awesome. I, we, I, we, we've got like a standing anniversary yeah. date at this point. I'll, so. get, I'll get it on the calendar and get the invites out tonight. You know, beautiful. We'll just, Perfect. We'll just put you down for for April. Let's see what's what's it's it like going to be. It's like a cute little rom com. Like meet me in the same yeah. internet chat room one year from now. <laughs> So that'll be uh, that'll be April fifteenth uh, next right. year. So we're just gonna keep keep it'll be just keep up on a day earlier. I guess that's how years work. Um, <laughs> so hey, tax yeah. day, tax day next year. How about that? Yeah, look at yep. that. All right, <laughs> can do. If, if, if we still pay taxes by next year, at this point, who even knows? <laughs> we still have a society to pay taxes. If too. there's still a government by next year, I mean, at, at this point, anything could happen. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, you're not wrong at all. I know. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> laughed because I'm like not sure whether or not to cry. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> that tracks. Yeah. If it's one thing 2020 did to me, it's just kind of either like heighten a few emotions and then just slowly remove them from my being. I remember I was doing socials for my other job and it was just like, you know, the marketing manager was like, you want to get three to four weeks out with scheduling? And I was like, "How? I don't think we can do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's going to be a day-to-day thing now. Yeah. Like, at this point, Nobody f- wants to hear about like arts and crafts. Yeah. On, it, after everything just went down. I mean, at this point, yeah. even three to four hours out is probably too too long. Like, yeah, yeah, it's really got you got to feel it out. It's got to you got to it's got to be in the moment, which you know, in some ways, is nice. I guess being in the moment all the time, always, forever. Um, <laughs> just not in the way I'd hoped. Speaking of being in the moment, uh, we should get back to this podcast that we're doing and uh, talk about some more metric songs. Love it. Do you have That's a good segue? Do you have another? Yeah, it was, it was clunky, but I, I, I committed to it. <laughs> do you have another uh, another track you want to talk about? Uh, give me sympathy. Get hot. Get too close to the flame. Wild open space. Talk like an open book. Sign me up. Got no time to take a picture. Someday, all the chances we took were so close to something better left unknown. We're so close to something better left unknown. I can feel it in my bones. Give me sympathy. After all of this is gone. See 
one of my favorites off the record for sure. And why is that? It's just so dancey. And, and the music video is just her dancing in this gold jumpsuit. And it's just like, I mean, Looking the last record video. I discussed with you was like very, very deep and introspective. Mm -hmm. And this record is not that it's not, it doesn't have really beautiful lyrical moments in it, but this record is just like what I put on when I just want to get out of my head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that that's kind of like what I most enjoy about this whole body of work is that it definitely has its like, you know, poignant moments and and some good messages throughout it in the song. But like a lot of it, too, is just like about not thinking, you know? <laughs> It's just, it's such a, like, feeling record where you just kind of feel a little bit uplifted when you're listening to it. Definitely. For the most part. Definitely. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely the kind of record I want to put on and just, like, you know, dance around my house while I'm cleaning and, you know, whatever. Not that I did yeah. that a few times this week, but I could have, and no one would know because I live alone and it's great. You could totally just say that you did, and no one could prove you wrong. Or I could say I didn't, and no one would know that I did anyway. And yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. wild. Like it's fine. You really just create your own reality. Yeah, it works for everybody else. So why not? <laughs> oh, it's just I. Th I just think that that song is so cool, and it's just so like, it's it is a kind of a cheer you up kind of song, even in the lyrics. You know. Um, I'm just, I'm looking at the lyrics while I'm saying this too, because it's like, give me sympathy after all this is gone, and then come on, baby, play me something like Here Comes the Sun. Like, that's the kind of thing that you need to get through all of the bullshit, you know? Um, we're so close to something better left unknown. I love that line. Yeah. I love it so that's much. Such... And that's what I mean is that, like, there's, it's in me picking this record because it's more of like a feeling happy, dancey, vibey kind of record. I don't want to gloss over the fact that Emily Haynes is such a great lyricist and she, like, you know, can talk about anything and then she'll just throw a line that's so epic that you're just like, yeah. shit. <laughs> like, that's I so sick. I really want to know more about her story as just a person because I, I saw she's also put out a couple of solo records. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and and uh, her backing band is called the Soft Skeleton. Yeah, and she put out a record when I was in college called Knives Don't Have Your Back, and it's so <laughs> far removed from metric. Like, so incredibly far removed from metric. If you want to listen to a record that has a lot of empty space and is just, like, beautifully crafted in that way, then yeah. check out that record. And what's really funny is listen to it and then know that that was my running soundtrack when I was in oh, college. Wild. Especially in the fall and in Fredonia. And, Caleb, you know Fredonia. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's just this, I also like, know Fredonia. You know Fredonia, too? Yeah. Oh, Look sick. at you, no one All right. So running through <laughs> this like quaint fall town, listening to this record, and then you'd be like, wow, she was sad when she was in college. And I'd be like, yes, <laughs> she was. But yes. it has just like a really cool running cadence to it where like you can just kind of like the whole time it's just like this very slow pulse. Um, she's just great. This is like, you know, we're talking about fantasies by metric, but really it's just, this is a love letter to Emily Haynes. Hey, that's fine. I love it. I love it. I was, I was reading up on her and like, it's crazy to think of like 
you know, there's this woman born in, you know, New Delhi, India, grew up in a adorable little town in uh, Northern Ontario. I was, I was looking at photos, just absolutely just picturesque. Uh, and then like becoming known in like the, the Toronto music scene. Like what a, like, what a fun story she must have just like of life of the places that she's been, the experiences she's had. Uh, and you know, it, it definitely feels like that comes out in her writing. Yeah. She definitely has like the knack for saying deep and meaningful things while like wrapping it into like this very shiny, poppy, saccharine sounding song. Yeah. Um, because I, I love songs that trick you into thinking that they're happy songs. And then you read the lyrics and you're like, oh, this is very relatable. This isn't like something that you listen to when you're feeling good. This is something that like if you're feeling kind of shitty, you listen to and it makes you feel better because it's kind of like misery loving company. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then there's that like, you know, it, the music feels good. Right. And then like you, you, you connect with the lyrics. And you're like, oh, cool. Someone else knows like how I feel. And that feels good, too. So even though like it's not necessarily a, 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 you know, positive, you know, experience or whatever. Um, it's not the right word, but I'm struggling with words because I'm, you know, bad at words. Words are hard. Words are hard. Uh, but I think you get what I'm trying to say. Like, it's, you know, it, it's the, the combination of, like, the upbeat music and then, like, connecting with the message. Um, yeah. Even if it digs up, like, some, some bad feelings is still, like, cathartic. Cathartic. That's the word I want to use. Love yeah. it. Great word usage. That is a great word. Um, and then the other thing that I also really love about Metric is that it is this, like, deeply meaningful, anthemic pop, but they're also very political, and they're not hiding it at all. And they usually have at least one, sometimes more than one song on the record that is basically just addressing pop culture and our society as a whole. And in this record, it's Gold Guns Girls, like... What a great segue to the next song. That was, that was like <laughs> professional. Guys, I've been doing my been. show for a little while now. I started a couple <laughs> podcasts. I was just like, yeah. you know, no, nah, I'm not. We, I didn't mean to do that. We, we've been doing yeah, this for, was... for a little over a year, and I still struggle with, with good transitions into, into different songs. So that was beautiful. Oh, Mine are usually just thank puns. You. So. Um, but that song is just so badass and just addressing just the greed in our country and our culture and just basically asking is it ever going to be enough it won't and it's no no nope. i also feel like just musically even though it's still very like synth heavy very kind of electronic driven like this f probably feels the most like a punk song yes yeah. and also if you want to dig into the metric catalog check out combat baby off okay. of old world underground I love this band so yeah. much. I'm, I love this band so much. I'm very quickly becoming a fan. So Yeah, same. Uh, yeah, like, like I said, we need to have you on more because every time you come on the show, uh, I, I get a new band that I love uh, in my library. So I love that. Um, That's great because you gave us three choices and they were all ones that I was kind of like vaguely familiar with, but I knew Metric just from Black Sheep. I was like, well, then let's do Metric. That was exactly yeah. my, yeah. I think okay. I responded to the email <laughs> first. Right. I was like, Oh yeah, we we did just talk about metric a few episodes ago, and so like yeah, let's do that. Like I, I know I'll at least enjoy it a little bit uh, based on what I've heard already, and it was just like yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that Caleb and I had the same thought process there. All of the records that I sent to you are records that I because I think it's so rare 
to listen to records from start to finish and have mm-hmm. them be like a solid record start to finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those three records are records that like, because I had, you know, naturally forgotten to email you back about which record I wanted to talk about and had to do it like kind of off the top of my head. And then I just started like digging back like, okay, what records are like really memorable, but kind of not like Fleetwood Mac rumors or something. You know what I mean? Like I was like, let's try and like see what ones were very influential to me. And those, the ones that I gave you were all ones that I was like, yep, start to finish. They're very like solid records. But it worked really well in my house, too, because Sundays normally are relegated to watching whatever, like, shit show of a movie that never heard of it's going to talk about uh, in, in the, like, early afternoon. And, you know, Ellen usually will either just leave the room or I will or she'll just, like, try to tune it out. But today, like, we we did that yesterday because the weather was garbage yesterday and had our, like, really pleasant morning. So this morning I I put on this record and she's like, what is this? I was like, this is what we're, what Kaylee picked for this week. She's like, you should let Kaylee pick more often. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's not wrong. Uh, so basically what I'm hearing is, Caleb, we need to listen to the other two records uh, in Kaylee's email, uh, like, immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that, I think that that's reasonable. I mean, I, I've, I've never known Kaylee to steer me wrong with, with suggestions, so. Yeah. I mean, well, I also have a have a knack for when I'm trying to be creative and write. I don't tend to listen to music, so I haven't listened to music for like I haven't sought out new records within the past like probably two years. So I also really like outside of knowing what's uber popular. Like I'm not great. Mm-hmm. Like all the time, people will ask me like, "Oh, what are what new music have you heard?" And I'm like what new music have you heard? And then just write it down. You know what's a, a good shortcut for that is uh, if you want to like sidestep that a little bit, you should be like, there's this great podcast called Left of the Dial where they talk about all yes. kinds of new music. And, you know, that's yeah. where I get all my recommendations from because it's uh, it's just so good, you know? Yeah. And then then you've avoided the question and you've also helped out your friends by plugging their podcast. That's, that is Everybody great. Everybody wins. Yeah, that is great. Except the except the person you conned into listening to our podcast. That that person doesn't win, but you know. Oh, you're I love your podcast. Oh, thank you. Oh. It's uh it's Yay. it's one of my favorite podcasts that that I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um so what's funny too is that I think I've only seen for how much I've loved metric and for how long I've loved metric haven't had a lot of opportunities to see them live. Um, and I, I've got, I got to see them twice. And the first time was in 2013. I saw them play Madison Square Garden with Paramore Jeez. and Hello Goodbye. And oh. they were, I believe they were one of three. Wow. Wow. And like, to me, like, obviously I was beyond getting to go see them at Madison Square Garden, never having seen them play before. But like, to me, I was just like, how are they playing so early? <laughs> this band is so good. And don't get me wrong. I love Paramore. I think that they're a great band, especially like in the wake of that record. I can't, I think it was Riot. Like, was it? Mm. I, I'm not, I'm not sure. Probably. Whatever it was. That, that like, sounds right. They're, they're hitting yeah. their stride and they're a great band. Um, but yeah. And then I saw them, I think they were one of the last concerts I saw before the world shut down. I think I saw them play in the fall of 2019 at uh, the Fillmore. Oh, nice. I love that place. 
Yeah. Totally didn't even occur to me that they were still active and they, they Oh, they're very are. active. Yeah. They're very active. Um, I'm trying to think of who they had open for them. I need to find out because it was pretty cool. Well, while you look that up, why don't we take a break and hear from our sponsor? Uh, but Ooh. first we'll hear gold guns girls off of the album fantasies by metric. And when we come back, we'll keep talking to uh, Kaylee about some of her favorite songs off the record. So uh, don't uh, close the podcast app or whatever. I always just say stay tuned. Like, that's not how it works. You don't tune into a podcast. It's not. Don't touch that dial. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. Just stay. Stay right where you are, which is probably in your car. Uh, So just keep your eyes on the road and have a driveway moment. Yeah. There you go. Steal NPR's thunder. Anyway, here come the ads. Or the song first, I guess. I don't know. This this is all getting cut. <laughs> gotcha.
you ever know that kid who was an insufferable know-it-all? Well, now he has a podcast. Join Michael Fight on Fight Knows About Everything. Every Monday and Wednesday, he brings a new trending internet topic and breaks it down to shed light on the absurdity. And then on Fridays, comes with a weekly recap of all the nonsense in the news. Listen wherever you get podcasts or watch on the Night Shift Radio YouTube channel. They had a Mexican rock band called Zoe. Zoe, I don't know how 
it's pronounced. Okay. Um, and they were like so not what you thought would be their opening band. It was the weirdest, coolest thing. Like they're like a psychedelic rock Mexican rock band. It was the coolest. I mean, it was nice. so rad. And I then they played, I've... and then I lost my shit. Sounds about right. Heard of this band? I think it would take a lot for me to like get super starstruck, but like, and I think I think we had a similar conversation about this last time. But like Emily Haynes, I'd be like, dude. <laughs> I mean, I I I, you know, she came into my life in 2003, which was when I was in high school, yeah. and like that thoroughly influenced, like you know. Yeah, there were some music women in music that I was aware of, but like not that much, you know, in the in the pop rock world. It's not like I was trying to be Evanescence or anything like that. Um, who were we just talking to recently? Kiri and Heidi. We were having the the discussion about how like it, it just felt so weird that there weren't more like the the there wasn't more women representation in music yeah. in, the, in the scene, uh, just in general, and how fucking weird that that was, like, is, uh, you know, both at the time and in retrospect. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, that's, like, one of the questions I've I've been asking myself a lot is, is like, because, you know, the past, like, five, six, seven, however many years, I don't know, years are meaningless now, uh, I've made... Uh, a pretty sizable effort to seek out music that's specifically not made exclusively by straight white men. Um, and so like now I'm very much more immersed in, in, in diversity in the music that I listen to. And so one of the questions I've, uh, you know, I've been trying to figure out and I, I think, you know, I think that the answer is pretty obvious now, but it has been like, is, is, is there is diversity better represented in music now or has it always been and I just wasn't looking for it at the time and I think it's probably both but you know the well I think yeah I think you're probably right that it's it's always been there but I also think that you are not alone in the fact that like it's not it, the representation was always there because there were always women making music but just because there were always women in bands and making music does not mean that anybody in charge of radio mm-hmm. or booking shows was actually booking any of those bands or putting them on the radio. Right. Yeah. You know, so I think it's it's kind of one of those things where it's always been there, but it's also not been accessible to a lot of people. Yeah. Unless you were going to the basement shows where they were playing, you know, or house shows or whatever they, you know, buying their records, knowing who they were before you could know who they were. True. And now there's so so many less barriers to independent musicians getting their music out there. I mean, you can now record yourself at home fairly inexpensively and easily. You know, it's it's not hard to get your music on Spotify and iTunes and Bandcamp and all that stuff. So it's it is, however, very hard to get it on a playlist. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's and that's still the thing is that you know, like now now it is accessible, but you also have yeah. to find it, and it's not very easy to find in a lot of no. cases because as a woman in music, I can still say that it's even in my position, and I feel very very fortunate to be where I am Mm -hmm. in my career, but I'm still struggling to get people to notice me in a way that I don't think I should be 
you know, and it's not a woe is me situation by any stretch of the imagination, but I've been in this industry for 17 years and I'm like, excuse me, I'm still here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the- and, and again, I'm not expecting anything from anyone, but also like quoting Sylvia Plath, I've come to expect nothing from everyone. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and like, that's the kind of thing that's really fucking wild to me, uh, and I guess is really more of an, an artifact of how long we've known each other, is it to, in the back of my mind, there's an expectation that, like, of course people know who the fuck Kaylee is. Because <laughs> you've been doing the work for so goddamn long. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. And I'm not bitter by any means. I just think that it's something that, you know, a lot of people will ask me through my show or social media or Twitch, like, what do you, what advice do you give to, you know, female identifying individuals that want to try and do music. And the only answer I can give is just don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the only answer I know is that like, don't leave the table if you still have something to say and Mm -hmm. just, just wait, just continue to do your work, keep your head down, keep your mouth shut and just continue to practice and do your work. And then hopefully one day (laughs) somebody will go, oh, wow, you're really good. And then you can go, thanks so much. I could have told you that 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I'm glad you finally figured it out. You know? Like. But I, and I, 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 t- I say that very tongue-in-cheek because I, you know, I have a lot of respect for it. anybody who's been successful in the music industry. You have to have the backbone to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody who's who's making their mark and being noticed is being noticed for a reason. I just am also here to say that there are plenty of people who are working their asses off and not getting the recognition that they deserve. And it does not mean that they're any less talented. And it does not mean that they're not out there and, and searchable on Spotify. It's just the struggle of trying to find it in a, a sea of millions of other people trying to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know. Sounds I know f- sounds hopeless, not hopeless, but it's you know, not, it's just not just a dose of reality that yeah. like just don't give up if you really if this is what you want to do, don't give up. Yeah, I, I think the 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 important thing though is, I mean, there's a lot of important things, right? But I think uh, the one of the important things is that if you want to find it, there's an avenue for it. Yes, right. Like as as a music listener, as a music fan, as a, as a consumer of music, if you will, uh, you know, I. I am able to find just about anything I want um, now. And before that was not the case, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, I'd have to go to record stores and it would only be what they had at the store. And, you know, but now it's like, I just, you know, type into the search bar, like literally any band I've ever even heard of in passing and their music's on there and I can check it out and it doesn't cost me anything to, to, to look them up. So the, the barrier at least is a lot lower than it used to be. True. But, I, but I was just having this conversation with friends yesterday that, like, my first Farouk Assault record and my first Alkaline Trio record were ones that I burned from the public library. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. That's where public I got libraries. my music. But that's, public libraries are essential. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, but, but again, like, that's, it, you know, it's there if you want to look for it. But if, you know, for, for the people who are just happy listening to whatever Spotify puts on their playlist that week or whatever, you know, do people still listen to the radio? I don't know. I do actually. I listen, yeah. I listen to WXPN all the time, but, uh, uh, it, but yeah, like, you know, if, if, if you're more of a passive listener, yes, yeah, the barrier to, to entry is still very high, but it's slightly lower than it used to be, which is, you know, ultimately. And it's also thing. helpful with podcasts like yours and so many other people and like the music 
magazines that are online that like are actually seeking out unsigned independent artists so that people are starting to put them on the radar and that's super cool too yeah and that's that's something that's always been important to me uh with with this podcast and with our our live series that we're doing just to plug that again uh kaylee will be doing a live show with us in two weeks uh you can go to leftthedial.live to get all of the information on that uh but uh but yeah like just trying to you know intentionally you know not just rely on uh, you know, the albums I've been listening to forever to talk about. Cause like we, and we do, you know, we, we dig back in our, our, you know, catalogs to find things we've, we've loved for years and, and whatnot and talk about those too. Cause I think those are fun to talk about and they are valuable too. Mm-hmm. But like, it's, it's definitely always been very important to me at least to, uh, you know, use what little platform we do have to try and, you know, highlight, uh, you know, independent musicians and artists who are, who are out there really trying to, to get heard. So yeah, it's awesome. So hey, I'm, I've, uh, I've, I'm glad it's recognized, I guess, is, is what I'm saying. So thank you for that. No, thank you for being an outlet, too. Yes, Caleb, you That's have a question. A, yeah. I, well, <laughs> I, I have two, not to, not to derail the, uh, the conversation, because this is a fucking great conversation. But uh, uh, thing the one, thing the first. Uh, Kitsy, at some point, do you want to come back in from the break? Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about that for the past 10 minutes, and <laughs> I didn't want to derail the conversation. It's like, this is good. I'll figure it out in post. Whatever. Okay. We'll figure it out later. Um, I, just, I just wasn't oh. sure if we were just like, we were we were rolling so well that you like had forgotten, or like if you were no, going was, to come back. I was very but... aware of it, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to just let it, let the podcast do what it does. I'm not going to try uh, to, to derail it. Um, but I appreciate you again, once again, looking out for me. <laughs> of course. Of course. Uh Thing the second, Kaylee, I, I have to ask a, a very brief, totally off-topic question about that lamp behind you. It's really stressing me out that it doesn't appear to have a third leg. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, I don't understand so how it's, it's standing. It's it's there. <laughs> That's a really interesting angle that you're at, so you can't see it. Hold on, I'm going to show you. Okay. Holy shit! Witchcraft. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, it was hiding. That was a really intense angle, though, to look like it's it, only two. Yeah. It looked like there was just two on one side, and there should have been one, like, a foot and a half away or something like that on the other side. Otherwise, like, it was just leaning on the yeah. wall. Like, no, it definitely no. looked like that. And I, I appreciate that, that uh, <laughs> you know Caleb well enough to know that you had to show him. Otherwise, it was going to yeah. bother him for the rest of the episode. It was also kind of bothering me, to be honest, after That's you fair. brought it to my attention. And then I'm like, what is that cord? And that is actually, we have like two outlets in this room in our in our house. And like, it's my printer. And the, the, <laughs> and the cord is so tight that it's a straight line. Wow. Oh, amazing. You know they make uh-huh. extension cords. Nah. No, they do. <laughs> Nah, we good. No, they they do make them though. Is, is what I'm saying. You want to know the sad part? It is plugged into an extension cord, <laughs> and it's the extension cord is actually floating off the ground. It's oh so God. the extension cord is fully extended. Is what you're saying? <laughs> Truly, yeah. They then, now I know what you're gonna say next. They do make longer extension cords, and mm-hmm, then to that mm-hmm. I will say, do you think I've gone into Lowe's since March of last year? <laughs> nah. I mean. The the internet will deliver one to you. That's true. But that's witchcraft. But also, it's, it seems to be working. So who cares? Mm-hmm. Sure, I can print things just fine. Yeah, there you go. Okay, now that these uh, very real concerns that I've had have been addressed, 
I just want to take a moment to to step back to like what a fucking nostalgia trip it is to think about going into a record store and like just picking up something either because like you heard somebody mention the name once or you saw a flyer or just the the artwork looks cool and you have no fucking clue what it's going to sound like. I remember seeing From Here to Infirmary at the Baldensville Public Library and I looked at it and I went, that's spooky. I want to hear this band. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's a that's a thing, right? I've bought records before because I'm like that cover's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope the music doesn't suck, and sometimes it didn't. And uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, that's like a thing um, that that is kind of gone now, right? Like you don't really browse for music that way anymore through like Spotify or whatever. Um, like I sometimes the album artwork will catch my attention, but like not nearly as much anymore. And I don't know to the to what extent that's like. The format of scrolling through it, like a digital. I think it's got to be a format list. thing because, like, it's you're no longer buying like a physical thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that was part of it before. That was part of the experience. Yeah, was was getting the thing and seeing the posters that were in it, or you know, like whatever extra yeah. stuff. Um, there is, and I miss that. I do. Like, I kind of like mourn that aspect of the music industry, and even in how I've gone about recording from here on out like i have a record that's done i actually just finished it last weekend um but it's gonna be an ep and i think i'm just gonna release eps until i figure out like when to do like when do i want to do an lp because we're kind of in this singles world again yeah yeah Mm -hmm. the best the best place to be as an artist that's not taylor swift Mm -hmm. is to like you know be able to continuously put more music out. Because yes. I, I really feel for artists, big and small, who put out records during this past year. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, especially for indie artists, like, that's that's a lot to bargain with, knowing that you're not going to tour. And mm-hmm. then for the public to eat up this record because we're so hungry for new art, but then to have it just kind of disappear because now shows are coming back and people are people are always putting records out mm-hmm. you know and so the only way for me to like beat them is to join them but do it in an ep format so that i can continue to put out music every six months to a year whatever album cycle i decide is is fitting once live shows come back yeah you know that's a conversation caleb and i've had a lot about how streaming has brought back the single as yeah. as like a, a thing um and I, I think you're you're right on the money, uh, Kaylee, with, um, you know, especially as a smaller independent artist, like putting out less songs at once, but more frequently. Right. Um, I'm actually I'm, I'm, I'm producing a band right now. They were in my studio this weekend and uh, we started the project um, thinking like we're going to do a record. Um, and, you know, we were, we were we're we're kind of in like the the last like third of recording everything right now. And we, we were kind of talking about it and we were like, you know, like four of these songs are like amazing and the rest of them are good, but could really use some more work. And it was just kind of like, why, why do a record right now? Why, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Like this, this band has, is just getting started. This is their first, like they've had, they've had a demo, but this is going to be their first, like, we're going to put this on Spotify, whatever. And it, it's like, you know, it, there's no need to put out a record because no one's waiting for that. Right. Especially if you're starting from from nothing, like, from nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I've been following this artist. Her name is Charlie Adams and she's out in Nashville and she's 
awesome and super, super cool. I've been listening to her music for a few years now, and it was all singles Mm -hmm. for, like, I want to say, like, three years. It was just singles and, like, small EPs, and now she's putting out her first LP this year. And it's just, like, that's the way, man. I think that's the way to develop yourself as a smaller artist is to not think that you need to go and put out these huge albums. Yeah. And it's just to, like, think smart about, okay, these songs are great. Cool. They're singles. Make them singles. Yeah. And, and like, especially with, when you think about, like, an you know, album cycle, if it's, like, a year or two years, right? When you're a big band and you can tour on an album for a year or two years and tour all over the country, all over the world, what have you, like, that makes sense. When you're a small band and you put out an album and then you play, like, three local shows and then your cycle's over. And now what right. do you do? Now you got to write a whole new record. That's going to take you at least a year. And it, it, yeah. I mean, and, and you can take the nod from a lot of major labels when they signed artists and they only had a single and they went on tours with three songs. Yeah. You know, like that's not uncommon. And opener slots, I'm telling you, they're like your set list is 25 to 35 minutes. Yeah, so you don't yeah. need a ton of songs to fill up that time. One of the diffi- most difficult things I have going on for me when I do my Patreon live streams is like, all right, I got 12 songs total in existence. I can't play the same 12 songs for every live stream. You know? That's fair. That's fair. Um, and, and so I kind of like, I do a lot of covers. I do a lot of this, that, because I'm also like, I have plenty of new songs, but I want to, I want to have the control of how I want the world to hear those songs for the first time. Yeah. And if I don't want to hear, if I don't want you to hear them, how I've recorded them and try and like do my best take at how I recorded these new songs, then I want to figure out how to do a completely different version of that song. Mm -hmm. So that when you hear it for the first time from the recorded version versus when you hear it the first time in this setting, it's different, you know? Hell yeah. There's no shame no shame in having three songs to yourself. Yeah. No shame in having four songs. It's just fine. I, I I would say, you know, the less songs you have, like, just and just make them better, right? Like, just focus on making three amazing songs versus 12 okay songs, you know? Because I would rather, like, uh, like, like, honestly, I would rather go see a band play three fucking awesome songs that rock my face off and then be like, thank you, good night, now here's the headliner, then a band come out and play an hour mediocre set. Um, right. Like I saw, uh, oh my God, who, who, I can't remember who it was. I, I saw someone at, um, at uh, Crossroads in, in, over in New Jersey. Um, I want to say it was Sam I Am. Hmm. They played a show, but like the, the opening band was someone I had never heard of. I think they were, they were relatively local, but they played for an hour and a half. Eey. They played longer mm. than Sam I Am played. And, and I'm just like I. And like, I don't even. They were good. Honestly, but like, how did they not get like hooked off the stage? I have no idea. I like, isn't there someone going? I wonder because it was only the two. It was only the two bands. So I wonder if oh, it was gotcha. a thing where like a band dropped off and they're like, well, we can play two sets or like I I don't know. I have no idea what the uh, the thing was. But I I saw a two band build. I was like, hell yes, I'm gonna get home early and go to bed and it's gonna be great. And then this band played for an hour and a half and it was like, you know, like half an hour in. I was like, okay, I'm ready for you to stop. Like you've, you've been entertaining and you're good, but like I'm ready to hear the band. I know all their songs. You're like, right. And if, if they had come out and played like three amazing songs and then be like, okay, cool. We're out of here. I probably would have like bought their record and like know who they are now and like listen to them. But because they played for an hour and a half, I'm like, that was enough. I'm good. 
that's a long set. That's all of that band I ever need to hear. So, yeah, I just, yeah, short shorten your I, sets, people. I love live music. I really do. I love going to shows, but like, I don't even want to see a band I like for that long. Yeah. Like, I, if if your set is more than forty five minutes, you have lost me. And like, you yeah. like, I I will legit say that about my favorite fucking band in the world. Like, I can't. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm those, not saying don't do Jimmy it. I'm just saying I can't. Yeah. So good. They're so long. <laughs> They're so good. They're so, but uh, they were also like, no, it wasn't that long. It was like 40 minutes. And then you were like, it's it was, time for dinner. It, it was a lot easier to watch that at home yeah. than it would be to go somewhere, though. Yeah, that's, I, that's fair. That's a huge difference, right? Like sitting on your couch in comfy clothes uh, is way different than like putting on real clothes and going to a place and standing around with a thousand other people and on like a hard concrete floor. And I want to know why VR didn't like go ape shit on trying to figure out how to do concerts. It's because, and and like I'm stealing this from a, from a professional colleague, but basically anyone who as a child put a virtual boy on their head is never going to fucking get within (laughs) a 10 foot pole of VR. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I don't know. I, I, I never did either. Like, I don't, I, I've heard, you know, stories about what that was like, but I, I never actually did. But like, I also have absolutely zero interest in VR. Like, I've never tried it and it does not interest me in the slightest. Like, I, it, it really interests me, but I don't know. Like, it, it, it's not compelling enough yet. There's like, a part the of me that's like, wait, I could put goggles on and be at my favorite concert closer to the stage than I, ever care to go now that I'm in my 30s. Yeah. And, like no I one's going to kick you in the face. Yeah. Or, you don't like, know that. Nobody's going to touch me. You've got those oh, goggles wow. on. Anything could happen to you while these, those goggles are on. That's true. Depends. I mean, imagine, it, imagine the kind of idiot you'd look like if someone walked past your house and you were like at a concert. Like moshing <laughs> just, by yourself in your living room. Just Yeah. I would literally just, I would put on arms my best crossed. Cody and stand in the middle of the room, arms crossed, just bobbing my head. Yeah, <laughs> you would. Yeah, you would. Yep. I believe that 100%. I mean, when I watched the the Clarity live stream, I, I came here into this office, I shut the door, turned off the lights, put on my headphones and like sat in my chair at my desk and just like, uh. <laughs> oh my God. We just ordered food every night. The Futures one was the one for me and just sitting silently sobbing. <laughs> just- oh my God. Ah, mm. uh, what a fucking like what the like all three like honestly the, the three that they did uh, are they were incredible. They're their best records in my opinion. Incredible. Like, when Surviving was released, I said it was my favorite since Futures, and Clarity is my favorite overall. Uh, and so like that was the, people are like, why they pick those three? Like why wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Surviving is a great record. <laughs> Throwback to our first episode, right? Yeah, very first. Holy shit. Yeah. That was a great episode. We picked two really good records. Remember when we used to do two records an episode? That was so much work. <laughs> that was so much work. I, and just just for like comparison, so Kaylee, when you were with us a year ago, we did uh, two records. One was yours. One was the Phoebe Bridgers. Record. Oh shit! That's right. Okay. Yeah, and we did we did that in an hour, and we've now been talking for over an hour and have only done three metric songs so far. <laughs> so I <laughs> we have come so far. Uh, yep. <laughs> we've lost the plot completely. Um, Although 
to our, our credit that uh, the actual conversation uh, recorded and unrecorded that night uh, last April was, I think, closer to three hours. Oh, yeah. No, that was a <laughs> giant nightmare to edit for me just because it was like there's uh, it was one of those things where it's like there's so much good stuff and I, I have to cut something. But to be fair, the fact that we are able to be social and carry out a conversation after this past year is an achievement in and of itself. Yes. Mm hmm. Yes. The yeah. fact that we even know what the topic still is after an hour and a half, I give us a lot of credit. That's 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 totally fair. That's valid. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's. Uh, I, I think like doing this podcast has been like the only thing that's kept me from going like completely feral and being able to still socialize with people because I have like that checkpoint uh, a couple times a week with uh, with people of like oh I have to have a conversation with someone in, like for an hour and it's like mm -hmm. just 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 enough to keep the practice up that like. When I do actually go back out into the world someday, uh, I'll still know how to talk to people. I mean, I never really did know how to talk to people, but I'll still know as much as I did before. I won't know less. So <laughs> uh, it, it keeps my weeks really like nicely paced, too, because I do this Sunday and I do it Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So like every few days I have to in engage in a, a social experiment uh, and it it's it's working. Yeah. Thumbs up. <laughs> Well, if we keep talking, it's going to be hard to edit this because there'll be stuff I have to cut, and I don't really want to cut any of it because most of it was great. So fair. Uh, so why don't we wrap up now? Uh, okay. But uh, yeah, so so Kaylee, you're going to be doing a uh, live session with us once again uh, in two weeks. I don't think I've even said the date yet out loud. Uh, May first. <laughs> May 1st, uh, left of the dial dot live, uh, 8 p.m. U.S. Eastern time. Uh, we'll be streaming that live. And then uh, in a couple weeks, the audio for that will be available for streaming and on Bandcamp and, and, and whatnot. So uh, if you miss it, don't worry. You will get a chance to see it or hear it uh, after the fact. But uh, yeah, tell your friends. Go to left of the dial dot live and check it out. Uh, Kaylee, you've got new music coming at some point, so we'll keep an eye out for that and you're out for that as well. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug? I know you've, you've got your, uh, you've got your show on, on Instagram. Is that right? It's an Instagram. Yep. Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. I, I mean, you look up Kaylee Golds and you'll find me. I'm just everywhere now. I've just spread myself so thin that I am everywhere. <laughs> are, you on, are you on the TikTok? Oh, God, I am, but I have just, like, 30 drafts that I'm just too afraid of the judgment of Gen Zers. So I will—I whenever I'm told it's time for me to start actively becoming a participant on TikTok, I suppose I will have to. But until then, I will stay in hiding and be happy about that. Children Fair. scare me. Yes, same. <laughs> same. But thank uh, you for having me. It's, oh. it's so much fun, and by the time— I'm on your podcast again next year. I will have new music out, and I'll have a, an awful lot more to discuss with you, I'm sure. Ho hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk about all the fun shows you've played and the touring you've been doing and not just like, well, it's uh, been another year of sitting around. But look how well, good I got at video games. Yeah. Yes. And uh, What we'll do this time next year is we'll, we'll allocate time to uh, release a, either a multi-part or a special like four-hour bonus episode. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yes, and, perfect. And I, and I wasn't kidding. I have already sent you the invite for next year. I love this so much. <laughs> it, is, it is already on our content calendar, and I've sent you love the invite it. for exactly a year from today. Well, a year Sunday from today, so whatever. Beautiful. Well, 
Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Uh, My pleasure. We Thank look, you. We look forward to your uh, your annual visit again next year. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Uh, and I'm sure Caleb will have put links to everything that we've talked about in these show notes. Uh, yeah. For for this episode. And uh, I, I know we didn't really talk about any more uh, metric songs this second half of the podcast, but do you want to pick uh, one more just to take us out? Why don't we go out on a downer and go with Twilight Galaxy? Okay. It's right. just so perfect. All right. Love it. Well, we will we will do exactly that. Uh, this has been Left of the Dial. I've been Kitsy. Caleb has been Koi. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week. There's no twilight galaxy